Hello everyone, it's Al here and today we're going to talk about a very important topic in beauty and business and uh, we have Toby with us. Hi Toby. Hi Al. And the topic uh, was a request actually as a post that one of our girls put on about to-do lists and I know if, uh, if, if you've experienced what I've experienced, sometimes these to-do lists can really take over and we become extremely overwhelmed. And so one of the things that I know that Toby has worked on because of the, the amount of uh, workload that he has and the amount of tasks he had to do has to do I mean if you look at your own tasks probably multiply them by 10 and then you're probably looking at all of the things that he takes care of and manages um, you know it's been one of his what well, it's been something that you've really actually looked into and researched and I wanted to get as much information from you today so that we could share with the girls because I know that to-do lists themselves are just not the answer it doesn't matter where you put them uh, it's just that they can become extremely overwhelming and before you know it you really don't know you know you're, you're, you're losing some you're missing some you never get to sort of like actually complete them so what what are your thoughts on that Toby I know we've discussed this many many times mm, I, th I think for me um, the first and most important thing is that there needs to be a, a, a foundational understanding that that life gets messy and business gets messy and um, so any effort that we make to organise things is invariably going to move toward a state of chaos at some point. So um, when we plan, no plan goes the way that we think it's going to go. There's always reality, there's always circumstance, there's always all the curveballs and all the different things that we don't experience. Um, so firstly, I would say to sort of really accept that and embody that from from the outset. So what that means... Can I yeah. just ask you, in that case, well, I guess what you're saying is that the better, as an entrepreneur, the better that you become at being able to uh, just even accept and allow chaos, uh, knowing it's going to happen, whether it's that a staff member leaves, whether it's that your little child is unwell, uh, whether a client cancels and other things happen or a supplier doesn't you know send you the right stock I mean these things are just like can be chaotic um, and, and especially at times when we're really planned uh, how our week's going to go and we feel really good and we're thinking right this is great I'm so centered I'm just going to be so productive and then all of a sudden we just chaos hits. Yeah, step into the salon um, <laughs> three hours I, in and everything's gone sideways. And yeah. so in, in that case I guess what I'm hearing is that the, the more mature that you become the more you mature into the ability uh, to actually be in the chaos without it actually bowling you over and making you angry and resentful and emotional the more that you're able to actually just accept that this is life it's got nothing personal to do with you it's got nothing to do with you know whether you you know poor me it's got nothing to do with that so it's it's not going into that victim mode as soon as all of these things do happen but that you mature into a place where you go well this is the reality of being an entrepreneur this is actually the reality of being on the planet that things don't always go our way and that you know we we actually literally you know things can get really chaotic is that what you're saying because I, I know that well, you have a real capacity to be in chaos and and find very very um uh, like strong and clear ground in yourself to be able to hold more of that chaos like i've seen that develop in you over the years 
Yeah, well, I think there's two there's two different sort of sides for me, or two different levels to it. One is what you're um, referring to now, which is more of the um, the personal, emotional, um, um, mental capacity to actually hold um, some state of equilibrium in the midst of chaos or in the midst of difficulty. The other side that I was um, uh, going to bring in is the practical perspective of um, of being organised and and how to actually manage work as such. Well, the reason, now, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you again because we're mm-hmm. talking to women here. That's our audience, right? The majority, actually, I think all of them are in, in actual fact at this stage. And the reason that I bring it in is because emotionally. Um, we, you know, women have got a really long way to go. Like we really have a very long way to go to learn how to be honestly be with our emotional life. And and it doesn't matter how practically how organised you are, um, if if emotionally you're not able to hold your ground even when chaos hits or pressure hits, um, you know you're going to be suffering somehow. Either you're going to be mentally stressed or you're going to do what you can but you're not going to be as productive so the reason that I bring in the whole emotional side all the time is because we're dealing with with women and this doesn't mean that we whether we're weaker it means that we have more ability actually but until we mature into that ability uh, it more power in fact is what I'm referring to because emotions when you take the label off them they're just this extraordinary power to create and to inspire and to move in the world and women have so much of that on the surface so the reason that I bring that in is because it's like when we accept the, that that power and we learn how to use it effectively and then we add the practical to it uh, we, I mean we can move mountains right but we can't ignore that the emotional side often takes us down the garden path because of the way that we use the power that comes through um, as an emotion. Yeah, I, I think that I think that there's 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 elements to how how we manage work and and what we do from a practical perspective that influences all of that. Um, the starting point that I sort of mentioned at the outset to realise that that a level of disorder and and plans not going the way we have have planned or anticipated is inherent in running a business, in having a family and a life, I guess. Um, so once we accept that, there can be a, a bit of an acceptance of um, of the reality of that. And in accepting that, that can ease the emotional um, tie to it, like the emotional investment, because it's not like something is going wrong. It's like things are going the way that they go and, and the way that they should go. So it's not unexpected. You don't get blindsided by things going wrong because you have a sense of or an awareness that, that's, that that happens. Well, that's and exactly, it's expected to yeah, happen. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So it's like that one shift in perspective can actually give you more ability to be productive, can open up the doors of creativity, can open up the or the streams, let's say, of creativity, open up the streams of, um, you know, everything really. You know, it's your power. It's it's like that shift in perspective of, the, you know, it, things do happen and chaos is a part of everyday living and especially as entrepreneurs it is a huge part of our life because we cannot control what's coming to us 
you know, in our, in our day. We just don't have that, you know, that's not what this is about. So if that perspective shifts, which is that we accept it, what you're saying is that then we don't, we get, you know, it's the first step to getting less emotional about it and turning it into something that it actually just isn't. So it's nothing other than life actually just happening. Yeah, but then I would, I, I, I think that if you don't include the practical um, scaffolding with all of that, then you're going to be perpetuating a, the difficulty. Well, that's why we've got you here today. So you're going to share with us how, how we could do that. And there are so many uh, different ways out there. I know that there's just people out there selling you know, their, their ideas and, and even just sharing them. Some people share them so openly and so kindly and generously so how do you find what works the best is it like is it that each person has to find what works the best for them or do you actually think that there is a practical way or a foundational way that you can set up your work day that really is fantastic is there something that you especially really love um well the first thing aside from any system um that you're put to actually documenting and setting reminders and managing work and everything like that. The first step is to acknowledge that, that you never get organized and then stay organized. Organization isn't something that, that, um, that you do and then you stay organized all of the time. Um, and this is just building on the first point that I made. When you organise things and you put a little plan in place and, and you've got a structure, you've got clarity and you've got direction, you then embark on um, um, the plan or come into your work day and naturally things aren't going to go as you planned. So the experience of that can be a little bit like, oh, there's no point in trying to organise myself because everything just go sideways all of the time there's there's no point to actually sitting and planning because what you plan never really happens there's too many variables to be able to tell what it's going to be like so what i'm saying is once once you accept that all of those all, all of these different um uh, events and occurrences uh, are going to happen then you realize the value of organizing is in organizing on a continual basis so for example, I come in at the start of a day and I have my, my day planned out. I know, I know what's going to happen. Invariably, my day doesn't go that way. Does that mean that the planning was a waste of time? Does that mean that the organisation was a waste of time? No, not at all, because I've got clarity in relation to everything that I'm dealing with and I'm not just in, an, in a whitewash of, of sort of mess. I've got, I've got an organised day. So I've got something upon which to navigate through that. Now, come to the end of the day and, and, and things are all moved around and shifted and they're all changed. If I start my next day um, uh, based on the end of the previous day, then I'm going to be moving from a mess that's occurred on the, on the previous day, and I'm gonna be standing on that mess moving forward into the next day, and then it rolls in and it rolls in. So every day to reset and reorganize and restructure your, your um, to-do list, the things you have, the projects you have, the people you need to reach out to, the people that you're waiting on something back from, uh, all of those different things, to actually clean that up, 
Um, often, when we're really, really busy, the experience of that is, I haven't got time. I just don't have time to sit and, and do that. I've got too many things to do in order to clean up and plan. And what I'm saying is when we realize that, that it, is, it is perfectly um, innate, that chaos is going to eventuate, then that then demonstrates the necessity to continuously spend and allocate dedicated time to reorganizing things. And that's just and that's just normal. So let me just add something here. A lot of the time, when especially if you're the technician or you're working behind the chair in a salon, you 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 give up that time that you need to dedicate to organisation and to the practical things that are required to get in a, a new client. You know, to book them in because you don't want to miss out, or you don't want them to miss out, or that's just too important. And I think I want to question that. I want us to look at that and and to actually really look at it um, from a a far bigger perspective. I personally believe, now that I have experienced that myself, where a client would come in and I'd dedicated time to actually organise myself or do, you know, work on my business, that I would put that aside. And or, or to, you know, sort out exactly what you're saying, sort myself out so for the next day I'm clear. And, and I think also something that's really important to, to, for everyone to understand is that when you actually have, when, you're, when you come from that place, that decision to clean, out, clean up the outside is coming from a place on the inside of yourself, which is, I want order. Order is important to me. So, you know, you're exactly. actually... It has to have importance. It has to have sometimes a higher importance than actually getting something done. So, yeah, so, that, so I guess what I'm saying in that is that when you make that internal decision, it reflects outwardly because when a client comes in, like in the past I would have said yes too, and then, you know, you get exhausted, you're burnt out because you've got too much to do, then, you know, th- there's a mess upon a mess upon a mess upon a mess. So I'm not actually speaking about this from a place of not having been in it myself um, and being able to work through it in a way that now that just doesn't happen. But And even if I was in a salon, I would, we would do it differently. You know, we're running a huge business. So in actual fact, you know, we've got like probably 10 times more things to do than we would if we were in a salon. So if we were to, um, if we're to look at that, that if a client comes in and she wants to rebook or whatever, that, you know, that time that you set aside in your appointment book that is dedicated to you being centred, organised, is has to take priority. Uh, it has to take some level of priority. And I think that we don't do that when we're in a salon. We, we tend to give the client the priority. And this isn't to say that at times that's not important and our clients are extremely important. But I think that once we, we set something up where we just clearly just go well this is just um, this is more important like the way I am in my business is more important than fitting everybody in that some people when you say to them look I'm sorry I really can't get you in on this particular day will be quite happy to move across so I guess what you're saying is dedicate that time make an internal decision that to be organized and to reassess every day is absolutely a priority. Yeah, and don't think that because it all falls apart and turns to chaos and goes to mess, that that was a waste of time. Because it's not a waste of time. And 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 it's natural for all of your plans to go all messy 
and 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 you've got a list of all of these projects and things to do and you may not be able to get them all done like you have to also be you have to also bring in a very real perspective of um, how much is one human being capable of and you have to realize that in running a business quite often you're in a situation where the demands that that the circumstance and the business um, um, have on you may be more than is humanly reasonable to get done. So you have to actually accept that. You can't you can't think that you're failing and think that you're not doing something right. Um, there's a certain volume of work that once it gets beyond, one person can't do. So then you need to look at, okay, we need to put in a structure So because I need help. So that's where you need resources. So that's interesting because, you know, I think that when you look through the social media, like I'm always, you know, in touch with everything that's going on on Instagram or a lot, I should say, not everything. And it amazes me how much these entrepreneurial um, organisations and inspirational, uh, you know, People supposedly are out there telling women that they're super women. You know, you can do anything. Don't let your dreams, da da da, whatever, blah blah blah. And it just amazes me how much we're being um, somehow the message we get from the outside. It seems that it's coming from the outside. If it lands on the inside, it's obviously you feel like you should be doing it, but it's kind of coming from the outside. It seems um, that we should be super women. That we should be able to do more than is even humanly possible for one person to be able to manage and to also not go through mental stress and um, have their well-being in some way, um, uh, you know, compromised. And I think that when you find the balance which definitely does exist and it's almost like a for me like a learning it's like you know what the world isn't going to end if your goal gets pushed back like a month two months six months i mean you are the most significant part of your world and if you're not taking care of yourself then it's just not realistic and i mean we've experienced that in all of our businesses really haven't we and um but what i want to i really want to speak about now is i think we've covered the whole aspect of the perspective and the fact that you know we really need to dedicate the time but i think um the question that was really being asked and the you know the one thing that i'd like you to share with the girls is is there a to do list sort of or a way i mean is there a particular program is there something that you use that really is you found it far more effective i know you never use sticky notes i know you never like me you never um do what i do and i'm, I'm different to you like i need to see things i love paper you know you're so com computer literate and so amazing on the computer um, so I guess there's two sides to this. One is for those girls that really love using computers, what is a really fantastic way for them where they could uh, they could actually, you know, like organise themselves day to day without these long, arduous to-do lists? Now, I remember once you were speaking about something where the to-do lists just don't, really don't work. Is that correct? Am I well, remembering? I mean, yeah, a to-do list can, can, I guess, work... Um up to a certain point but once once the volume of work that you get is is beyond um, you end up with this big long linear to-do list or or a whole you know range of to-do lists that are sort of scattered everywhere and and it gets it gets too much like it gets too long if you're if you're managing projects and people and other things and you've got 300 different things to have it in one big long list 
It's like, how are you going to look through everything? It's not, it's not organized very well. So I don't think there's anything wrong with a to-do list if it's, oh, I have to remember to pick, you know, these groceries up or I have to do this. And, you know, up to a certain point, a small amount, a small number of things, I think it's fine. But, but I, once it gets, right, it gets but, larger, it gets but out I, of control. But I'm sort of thinking, like, it doesn't even have to be 300. It could even be 50 or 20, you know, like a, a, sure. a to-do list with 20 things on it, so, it is overwhelming even to look at, let alone... To actually, you know, and then you're just adding to it every day because things are going to come on board. Yeah, There's so, going to be the next and the so next. Whatever system I think someone chooses, um, um, there's certain there's certain things to consider, like certain basic things are that you are going to want to be reminded of things at some point, and there's many different ways of doing that. And whatever system that that you choose. It's important that one of the key things that it must do is hide complexity and detail from you, you the user. You have to be able to sit down in front of your um, organizational system and not have, not be able to see any complexity because that is going to cause overwhelm. Mm. So you need access to all of the detail and all of the complexity when you need it, but you do not want to be sitting, working, looking at complexity while you're doing one thing, because that is going to, it, it's in the opposite direction of what focus is. Focus aims to eliminate all other things, so you're focused on one thing, that's where productivity comes in. Whereas when you're looking and you've got eight things that you're looking at and, and you're trying to do one, it's just, it's grounds for distraction and it's grounds for overwhelm. And this is where the outside, how you manage things practically can feed into making you overwhelmed on the inside or assist in giving you more ground to hold more and do more work. And I think one of the things so, I, I want to bring up is the multitasking myth that um, so many women fall into, even men, but I know that we listened to a wonderful podcast not long ago, oh no, actually it was a very long time ago, about not being able to who was it I can't remember now but about multitasking just not being you know it's it's really a myth you can only do one thing at a time and so what you're actually speaking about is focusing and, and moving away from that myth of multitasking being in any way effective or a useful part of our day so I love that word so focus and having having your you know your work day planned out in a way where you can really focus is really important is what I'm hearing yeah so so for for example if i've got a reminder system and in three days time i have to remember to do this for me taking a a sticky note and putting that on my computer monitor so that in three days time i'm i'm not going to forget to do that that for me just is is a step closer toward overwhelm because i'm putting in front of in my awareness I'm putting something that I don't need to have for another three days. So that should be completely out of my mind. I shouldn't be thinking about it. That should be, I, I should have complete mental real estate freed up and that should come and remind me in three days. I, I don't want to see it from now until then. Right, so that means I'm never going to use sticky notes again because that <laughs> is just so fantastic, isn't it? That's absolutely true. You know, it's just amazing, isn't it? Like when you hear it like that, when you hear the truth spoken like when you hear it it lands in you and you kind of go oh wow that's just amazing because then all you're looking at is that which you don't even need to have it in your and you know I, I wanted to share with that audience if anyone everyone could see the amount of the workload that Toby does and what his desk looks like 
it's just insanely tidy. It's unbelievable. You would just never believe that he gets the, the amount of work done that he does. Um, if I was like that, I'd probably have sticky notes absolutely everywhere, all over the walls and all over the place. But it's, it's amazing. I love that. So let, let's hear more. I'm really enjoying this. This is awesome. Well, another, another side is, is to have, make a decision as to what, what um, you need to have, have, have dedicated uh, places for putting things. So, so if we look at the areas that you need to make decisions on, um, um, or um, one thing is reminders. You need, to, you need to make a decision as to how you're going to be reminded. It could be a reminder app that you install on your smartphone. It could be something on your computer. It could be um, you can have systems where you can set an email to send at a later date, and you could set it. You can do it through... Um, you know, we set reminders through Slack, some of our team and stuff, where it can automatically go bam, and you, you get a Slack message when you, you do that. It doesn't matter what it is, but you need to decide and you need to stick with that. Can you um, give the girls a couple that, that, um, of like programs or software sort of platforms that, uh, that they could possibly use? So you just said Slack was one of them. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You can set Slack, but if someone's not using Slack in their daily work, like like we use it morning to night, and so if it. yeah, if if they're not using it, it's probably not the best reminder system. So what would you um, like for um, a cell phone? It could be, for example, that that on in the, the the appointment booking system on a specific day on Thursday, oh, I've got to remember to do this. That you've got somewhere where you slot an appointment because that's what you look at every day. It's different for every person. Some people turn their phones off while they're with clients in the salon, and and leave it at the back of the, in the lunchroom. Well, it's not much good ha- having a reminder going off on an app on your phone if you're in with a client and you miss the reminder. So it's very it's very personal. But what's important is two things. One is that you can be reminded when you want to be reminded. Um, and two, you don't see or have any awareness of that thing that you need to be reminded of until it's time for you to be reminded of it, be- because that frees up your your sort of mental headspace and where would, in the meantime. And where so would, what? Sorry, go on. Where would the, where would someone go to look for these reminder? Uh, programs. Well, for example, on your phone, if you've got an iPhone, you go to iTunes. If you've got an Android device, you'd, you'd, you'd go to Google Play. Um, um, you can search online for, for whole ranges. You just do a Google search. Um, um, it, it may be as simple as a diary. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. What's important is that there's no thought. When someone gives you something and they say, oh, I've got to remember... Um, we have, have to remember to do this on Saturday morning, whatever it is, that you don't have, at that point, you don't have a decision to make. The idea of productivity is that your system becomes decision-less because decisions take from our energy. They take our, 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 um, our mental headspace. They take our emotional energy to make a decision. So when someone gives it to you, you're just a process worker. You're just like, okay, you walk over, you write it down, you put it in your reminder system, and then you forget about it. So there's no, it's effortless. It's just like, it's like doing the dishes. You don't have to think about, hmm, I'm not sure which sponge I'm going to use, which detergent should I, you just go and you just wash it and you just do it. So then internally, that again helps with overwhelm because there's no pressure to make a decision on, I don't know where to put this, 
should I put it here, should I put it there? Okay, so I'm going to give you a problem, right? And I want mm-hmm. you to see if you can solve it for everyone because I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if other people are thinking this whilst they're listening. What about when you do put it in, the reminder comes up and it's been set for a certain time and you've said it and you haven't caught up with the stuff that you've done before. I mean, how do you, you know, you just find yourself constantly like moving it forward, moving it forward, moving it forward. How do you manage your to-do list? Or how do you manage all the work you have to do? Sure. Because everyone, you've got to put sure, your work sure. somewhere. Yeah, Where do yeah, you put absolutely. it? Absolutely. Well, look, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying there's all of these different categories, <clears throat> but I'm saying reminders is just one. Right. So if you have to remember to do something, there shouldn't be a thought as to how you're going to remember. You have to decide on what your particular personal reminder system is, whether it, you write it down on a diary, on the page that it's up, whether you set an, an alarm, put it in your appointment book, whatever it is. You need to make that decision. So anytime you have a, a reminder, there's no thought that's necessary. It's easy. You just put it in your system. Do and you have a particular one you use? I do. Do you want to share it with us? I do. Um, I, I can. <laughs> it's, it's probably not going to be very helpful, in all honesty, because it's not the system. I'm, I'm currently using Workflowy. Um, and Workflowy is, is an incredibly simple and incredibly powerful um, uh, system of, 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 of project management and work management. And, um, but the issue is that it's, it's such a simple and powerful tool that you can look at it and you would think it's not the tool, it's how you use it. You have to know how, how to use it. I could use, I could use, I could do the same thing on paper if I wanted to rather than Workflowy, but I like Workflowy because it has the a very powerful ability to hide complexity from me and that I don't want to see. So I can just stay focused and move through huge amounts of data and work and uh, delegation to other people and things without having to hold anything in my mind. And I'm not looking at it unless I want to. So that's my system. And But it's not, it's not you could do it in a Word document. It, it's not the system, but it's the way that you use it. So the first thing is to think about, okay, what happens if I need a reminder? The second thing that I would say is what happens if I need to talk to someone about something, but they're not available right now? Right? So every person who you require um, discussions with, information with, it could be a manager, it could be a staff member, it could be a husband, it could be a child, it could be a friend, it could be whatever team environment that you're in. So you need to have somewhere where for that person you know where you put that. So when you think of it, it's, not, it's just these, these, these clear and concise containers where that goes. For example, if I need to talk to you about something, I put it on a meeting agenda because I know when we've got a meeting scheduled. And where do you put your meeting agenda? Everything. You're, obviously, you use workflow. For Absolutely. Everything. Do you yeah. think it's worth, uh, if girls are you know, like just stepping into new businesses or they've got their businesses running and they kind of think, well, you know, I really need to manage this, is it worth us... Um, well, them even looking at Workflowy and then maybe even us doing a beauty and business just on the way you use Workflowy and hide the complexity so that uh, for those that are interested... I really, they... Yeah, I really think that that would be necessary. I think using Workflowy in and of itself would be... I, I don't think it would be helpful. They can play with it and so, sort of do that, but I think I would need to do at some stage some sort of a screencast as to how all of the work gets and where, where to... like how to use it. It's a very, it's a very simple 
and very um, um, a powerful concept that that workflow is built on. It's almost like an infinitely large mind map. Um, it's it's basically a series of dot points. So. Um, yeah. It sounds great. It sounds like um, it'd be great in a couple of weeks because I know next week we've got a really, really um, important beauty and business issue that we're going to, going to be putting out um, about some very exciting news that we have to share with everyone. So maybe the week after that we can do um, a podcast, do an issue just about workflowy. Um, and uh, and uh, and share it with the girls. I think that would be fantastic, and especially if they're interested in it, they could let us know, which would be great. Yeah, I do, I do think it's it's possible that that it it may be a system that appeals to a more a more tech sort of type of audience. Well, we've got a lot of so, girls that yeah. are really really astute <laughs> on online, and and really okay. and certainly, I think also too, it it would be. Uh, Different systems would work for different people, mm -hmm. like different personality styles. Yep. Yeah. So, so let me just come back for a second to to what I was uh, building on before, and um, we haven't got a lot of time left. So, well, um, oh, in fact, I've got a meeting right now. I do have to go. But um, um, what's important, I think, is to have specific places. If you get a new idea, you need somewhere to put that and capture it. Um, if, if you delegate someone to, uh, something to someone and they need to follow up on that, um, um, and then, sorry, you need to follow up with them, you need somewhere to put that. If you've got a, um, meetings that you have, you need a meeting agenda, a place to put that. So, and all of those things on, on a regular basis need to be cleaned and cleansed and refreshed. You need to actually go through and move out what's old and have something fresh. It's part of that, that organisation cycle. I don't think that there's organised sort of people. I think that, that pe people either do organisation or they don't. It's just something that you do. You don't have to be organised. You, you just need to allocate time to just moving out old so stuff. It sounds to me stuff. like you're saying that you need, you need categories. So you need a category or a space where you keep your meeting agendas. You need a category or a space where you basically, you know the people that you need to be meeting with and, and, and so on. And then you need a reminder system where the reminders go. So you've got all these different categories where you're putting these things uh, and that on a daily basis you're, you, you know, even if you spend half an hour going through, shuffling them around, around rearranging them, um, so you just don't have these long, long lists of uh, endless things that you need to do. Yeah, there's essentially, there's, there's, um, I mean, when you're in business and in life, you're dealing with people all the time. So you either, a task, you either need to reach out to a person about something, um, or you're, you're waiting on some, someone to get back to you. So there's two really nice categories. One, a reach out category, all the people that I need to reach out to today. Um, you're waiting for people. Who, who am I waiting on right now for information? So you've got that as a nice, a nice little sort of spot to put things. And you've also got um, um, like essential projects that, that have to do with your um, medium term sort of planning that are really going to move your business or whatever area of life it is forward. So then that I, I would keep that sort of separately as well. 
Um, That's fantastic. That's really good. So what I've heard from today is really that you have to have categories, sections where you're really separating things. It's almost like a in-tray where you say, right, this is for this, this in-tray is for this, this is for that, and so on and so on. So that it, it rather than becoming this big overwhelming list, it becomes these, these categories that are, become much, much clearer and are um, really relevant to what it is that, you know, you can pop them in there and you can pop that task in there and that's, you know, um, separated in a way that it gives you this, um, this sort of flow of, of for your day and then you have to clean it up. So half an hour every day or, you know, just a, 15 minutes to clean that up and to ensure that um, that it doesn't get into a place of complete and total chaos mm. and overwhelm. Mm. Uh, sounds fantastic. Well, we'll keep talking about this. It's a really big topic and I think that we've just sort of really begun, haven't we? I, I really think that... Um, we have. It's sharing, just touching the surface. Yeah, yeah, just sharing as much as we can and girls just... Our audience just taking bits and pieces out of every single uh, issue and, uh, and reflecting on them and going you know really taking a look at how they can implement and everyone's things. welcome to ask questions as well we of course that's fantastic thanks right. toby thank you everyone have a fantastic week thanks